what's 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 the additional five hundred? What's what's the additional five thousand? When you spent like fifteen thousand, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's another another five five thousand. It's, it's like, another. On your boy, hey, well, why not? Why not? What's what's, what's additional five hundred? Like, I'm, I'm already in for twenty. Let's go. I, I'm already in for twenty right now. Like, what is it to go from crying about four hundred dollars years ago? I'm like, it's four hundred dollars, and I'm getting frustrated to writing a check. Oh yeah, emotionally, you know, you like you didn't know where to go. You went back to the bed. You were all types of like the entire day was off. Like nowadays, it's everything like, is man. off between that four, slight four hundred dollars. And and you know, granted, I, I will say uh, for disclaimer, I'm I'm fully aware. Some people may not have that. That's what I'm fully aware of. So it's not me being, you know, desensitized of what I'm saying about $400. This is just my experience of going for someone that became frustrated with $400, $500, like handing a attack of seeing a thousand dollars on my credit card statement like even a hundred a hundred or a hundred let's let's start there you know what i mean like just just pinning the tag mess like mess up my whole week whole month i'm gonna pay this right to go for someone just dropping what it was 12 what technically fourteen thousand. i wrote a check for 5600 the other day for finishing the um the last repairs and and how did you pay for it though? You pay for it on, on check, like so you're, for your checking account. Uh, the the last um so it okay, is okay. Been paid, paid I didn't know you were living like that. I didn't know you were living. Well, you know like I got that. multiple. You, you know I got multiple well, accounts. You know multiple monies. You know okay because I we ain't living like that. Federal. We put that sucker on that that credit card. We run the play. <laughs> run the play. Nah, just just the check. Uh, just the check. I had the cash. I had the cash. So just the check. Um. For me, writing that last year, like, this is all I got. <laughs> this is it. To go from another leak we found, another 500, just, like, it's the point, what's, what's, what's the point of crying? There's no point of crying. Just laugh. <laughs> laugh at my pain. Just laugh. What, what is the point of crying? And before we were core, we, you know, we were just talking about the expansion of your mind for me or just the evolution of Atlanta, just the growth that just cr- to cry about to be frustrated about $400 years ago or, or, you know, not knowing, you know, how a thousand dollars statement or $500 statement is going to be paid for to writing checks. <laughs> Remodeling my home <laughs> to additional $500, additional $20,000. I'm just like, yeah, this is it. That's it. And it, crazy enough, I don't think I even reached the pinnacle of it. It's just a stepping stone, which is funny yeah, for me. Spend, I, yeah, we're about to go spend another 30 grand on this home uh, in 2024. I, I don't know. I'm just estimating it's going to be 30. I wish it's a little bit cheaper, but we're going to be updating the the main uh, bedroom, updating mm-hmm. the uh, the main bathroom as well. And might even throw in the the secondary bathroom just, you know, just because, hey, why not? We're already doing this. We're already getting the money. Let's get to the bag. So, so we're going to be spending a lot of money. And yeah, it's I guess it's par for the course, especially when you become a homeowner and you see the long term value of what you're doing to basically make your home way more livable or even convert your home in the future into a rental, a full on rental. Cause that's probably something that we're highly considering doing once we move out. We we're gonna make it to a, a space, and people can't even complain 
Cause I know, hey, we replaced the AC. The, the the we we handled the leaks. We handled the electrical issues. Everything is updated. We're gonna be looking at people like, hey, man, just pay me, and and I get out your face. Just automatic deduction. You know, hit that up on uh, on the um apartments.com and never call me again. You know what? It's funny enough because I'm not even gonna have that attitude. Just pay me. It's like either you want the place or you don't. Somebody else gonna want it. I'm not gonna have this conversation with you. All these upgrades I'm making to this place, I'm pretty sure my, my place is more upgraded than this block. Yeah, they're gonna be like, hey, I don't like this. I'm like, that's nice. okay, that's that's cool. Next person. <laughs> that's that's my attitude. That's my attitude to, to all this. I'm just like, you're you're getting a, a really nice place, you know? And if you don't want it, baby, somebody else will. <laughs> definitely how I felt. That's definitely how I felt with the rentals when uh the first time I was renting it out and somebody yeah. walks in and she started a, a, an attitude in her face. I was like, oh man, oh no, oh no, <laughs> he ain't coming into this place. On noir? yeah, on noir. So she she had an attitude all up in her face, like mm, I don't like this. It's like five, seven minutes away from the from the school. Yeah. Nah, it's a it's a nah for me. And it's a walking distance, right? Yeah, walking distance. Wow. When I mean five minutes, I could call somebody and walk, you know, and there. And, and I know I, I call somebody just on the phone and five minutes into it, I'll be at the school. Wow. It's literally too damn close for you to be having this much uh, issues with it. Yes, it's not a, a luxury abode, but you're not spending luxury dollars. <laughs> you know, like you're not that person. It ain't you. But I did want to bring up this point uh, and something I said to you guys. That somebody got mad at me or they wanted to introduce this idea, this concept mm -hmm. that housing is uh, a human right. Oh, that's the one that you sent for the UN? Yeah. Well, they told me that. It's like, I need to read this thing because housing is a human right. And they got really uh, mad at me because I was like, how? I'm like, well, did you read it? I'm like, yo, for, for one, it doesn't make a lot of sense. How do you think that housing is a human right? Because I guess the UN wrote an, an article about it. So he believes whatever the UN says is to be, uh, I don't know, biblically encased in, 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 in stone. But I'm looking at them like, do you guys think that housing is a human right? No. Is, is, is it a human right or just a right in itself? No, they're saying it's, he, his argument is that it's a human right. We all deserve adequate housing. Um. So if you don't have a I, home, I, I, I agree. I agree. We all deserve adequate housing. So when we talk about adequate, like I, I feel like the safety and standards of the home mm -hmm. should be adequate enough to in order to live in. Because there's people and there's slummy landlords yeah, out here. They're doing things. What, I don't think that his that's his position that the home needs to be a livable space and you know, uh -huh. and they, like he they're basically saying that. People just need to be granted a, a home. At this point, do we all want to just be living a communist? Country? Yeah, that's, that's what I told no, him. No, no, let's no. Let's, I let's, I'm, I'm being honest. I'm like, yo, I was in the military, man. Like, I like you know pseudo communism. That's what the military is. They give you a uniform. They take away a lot of personal freedoms. And yeah, that's you, that's the thing. We can't have both. And they give you food. You know that, that's the thing do, do i believe everyone should be in adequate housing absolutely in in a in in a in the world that i can create social utopia exactly that, I, that, that would be like, great but in the real world where we exist that that is that is not 
accurate and, and it's not functional because someone has to pay for those builders. Someone has to pay for the administration. Someone has to put permits down on the land. Someone has to pay for that. There's so much regulations and moving parts and the intricacies of owning a home or even that previous person who owned a home, who, who's now a landlord, who can provide you with that home. There, there's so many different parts to this. Yeah. So I the, think, uh, uh, yeah, that's the, the way that they framed it. She's the way he was kind of going off on there. I'm like, man, you're one, you're super liberal, like super, super left. Yeah. Liberal. I don't think, I don't think I'm that and, liberal. Yeah. Cause, I'm, I'm cause liberal, everything costs like, something. Yeah. But I guess the idea is that, yeah, I'm like, you could go out here and live in the middle of nowhere. Nobody would care. The thing is, is that's my problem with his uh, assertions is that if you go out there in the middle of uh, Omaha, Nebraska, Nobody knows you. Nobody cares. You could even damn there take some some wood and and build a shed. I wouldn't ch come checking for you. Most people would never come checking for you. So in that sense, hey, human. I guess housing is a human right. You could you could build a home in the middle of nowhere. Nobody would care. But what he really says is that he wants all the trappings of society, which is the takeaway from what we're having here. So society provides. Utility, it survives roads, it survives functions, it survives um the internet. All those things don't don't come for the, the soul total of free. And if we want that soul total of free, you're you're basically opting for communism or socialism or social communism, whatever it is, which I don't think everybody understands what that means. That means we're gonna take away from you a lot of personal freedoms in order in exchange we give you stuff. Yeah. And the stuff that we give you is not necessarily something that you personally pick and you have a liking to. I'll give you a shed because everybody else gets a shed. That's that's how it comes down to social. And that's and that's how far it could go. Yeah. Like, Let, let's I'll say I want a, a bigger. Let's say I've been working oh, no. twice as hard. Yeah, I want yeah, something. Oh, no. Nah, now nah, you're leading more to capitalism. Nah, this is nah, socialist. Nah, yeah. yeah, socialism is like nah. You ain't getting that. that that's thing that's the thing. The Pers my my personal my personal belief. Yes. If if there was a world that we can create where everyone deserves adequate housing, everyone has the ability to earn and, and to get the adequate housing, absolutely. But I don't but, think that world can even exist, which is part of the problem. Because, for example... That world um, cannot exist okay. because the world that we have now has no, to be crumbled, like this whole institution no, that we have. Not just beyond that, that world can almost fundamentally, and I'm just giving this idea that it cannot really exist. For example, Banff, right? Like you saw the pictures of Banff. It looks amazing. Let's say we decided that we're living in a socialist environment that everybody has homes, right? In the area of Banff. Not everybody's going to have the same view of the lake. Not everybody's going to have the same um, view of uh, the, the the mountain range. So basically by, by virtue of us living in the world that is inherently unequal on all parts you cannot have equal social equality at any true measurement because somebody else would always have a better view than you does that make sense yeah that makes sense it's kind of like in new york or manhattan like not everybody's gonna have the 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 perfect location to the manhattan you know the the metro system because if everybody has a home if everybody has a location not everybody's gonna have the same home in the same location no, no two things can occupy the same space. So even in the idea of a super social utopia, right, where we created this world, there would still be an, a, a degree of um, inequality that exists. Yeah, yeah. There, there's never, I, I can agree to that. There's, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's more of a, a life if I can create it. 
No, but even but that's what I mean. Even if you create it, there will still be this functional functional limitation at a, at almost like a god level, right? There's there's no such thing as the. That's the, why it's a fantasy. Yeah, that's why this is ultimately weird because it's like, hey, everybody cannot have the same vantage point at every given time. Yeah. So you can never have this pure thing that you that these people are trying to aspire to. It's like, hey, everybody needs to have a home. I'm like. Yeah, try going to a place like you know some other countries that I know of, where you can have you could build a shack in the on the on the side of a mountain. Yeah, maybe you have the views, but the shack on the side of the mountain is not. Yeah, I wouldn't live there if I were you. Yeah. So there's all I don't know. I just thought that was fascinating. I see Lovey decide not to say anything about the situation about free housing. I don't believe not, it because you're not a homeowner. That's why I'm just that's just <laughs> I don't believe in it. Like I was, I thought it was a wild take. Uh, I just kept on laughing the entire time while he got more and more progressively angry, and he said he didn't want to talk to me no more, and he's gonna unfollow me. I'm like, okay. And I, I guess I'm not as liberal as, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not as liberal. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't agree to that. I don't See, and, agree that. Can you guys hear the noise in the background? Sorry. No. Okay, no. so I can speak. That's why I wasn't speaking because the laundry is going off. Um, but for everything that you guys are saying, the reason why I don't believe in it is because when it comes to like everything being equal, I think society doesn't understand how much of us wants to not be equal. Like even when there is something that everybody gets equally the same, we find ways to even have some level of elitism in it. Just by pure nature, like if you study sociology, like that's just what's going to end up happening. And so even in those places, like there's like, if we were to study, like even places that have like calmness and everything else, people even find ways in that to distinguish themselves just by nature of human nature. But if you were to say everybody's getting equal, everybody should get a home, what type of home? Um, what makes it that I can get a bigger one? Is it my work ethic? It's like the whole thing about capitalism and socialism. There's always going to be somewhere that some of these things do not balance well together. And I do think there needs to be a consideration that people inherently have things that may be passed down and you could probably get a place without necessarily much problems. It may just not be in metropolitan locations. I think Lawrence mentioned something similar. So I think people just need to understand that there is some level of process you have to be to be like, I'm, me and Boston are like literally fighting because every time like I go someplace else and I see the housing market, I'm like, why don't I just buy this home <laughs> instead of just being here? But I have other reasons to be here. Um, but long-term, I definitely do think that society needs to be okay with realizing that some of these ideals that we want to be like everybody deserves, but everybody's not working the same and everybody's also not doing the same things. And I know that the argument is also on the other side is that some people have unfair hands, but that's always going to exist. Just my two cents about it. Yeah. And I also, I also try to explain to that person that when you join the military, it's, you know, it's basically social communism. And I don't even think a lot of people in the military understand it either in the sense that they really take away all your stuff. Like it's prison. They literally take all your, your personal items are taken and then they they give you a uniform. They give you, a, you know, a place to, place to live, food to eat. All of that is taken care of while you're getting paid. That is basically communism. 
we all work, we all get paid, generally the same, depending on, you know, your time and service, so on and so forth. But for the most part, we all get paid around the same amount of money all the time. And for me, I actually like that system. But that system comes with um, basically a lot of freedoms taken away, a lot of like personal ideals taken away. And even like with a lot of like communication taken away. So the pretext of you just saying, I don't like this, I don't like that. I'm, the, the entire group going to look at you like, you're not part of the group. You're not for the group. So at the end of the day, like all these people that want this stuff, I don't think they understand what they want because what it is, is, is going to really injure them, especially the people that are super vocal and they super love their freedoms. I'm like, yeah, you don't, you don't know what this is. So I didn't agree with the whole social communism, but if y'all want this, I'm always down. Yeah, I think people want it without thinking about everything that you just talked talk, about. That comes with it, yeah. Yeah, and that's why some people join the military and they're like, yeah, I heard that there's going to be this, we're going to have that, and I'm going to have that, and I'm going to do this. And then they're like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't live here anymore. Or I, well, I can't live here. I, I don't want to do this anymore because I, I don't really necessarily have my own schedule. I really, you know, like. I don't want to do this. You end up in jail. Yeah. You know, you know, the funny thing is most Americans, as much as we um, advocate for these sort of ideologies, like you're like the person you mentioned, um, LG, but just like the example that you mentioned of the military being kind of semi uh, social capital, social um Social, yeah, social, social communism, or even it could communism. be social capitalism too, technically. Yeah. So just like you mentioned it, because if that was really the the truth and the the matter of it, that when you come to thick of things, then most people join the military. Then why are we having record low applicants, the soldiers? They don't because want their yeah, they don't, don't want, want their 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 personal freedom taken away. They don't want none of this stuff. They just want stuff. They're in they want stuff, they but want they don't stuff. they don't want their personal freedom taken away. They, they that... want they not just say they want stuff. They want your stuff. <laughs> exactly. Like, so that's like, that's why I know people are like, not really honest. Said, yeah, in that. that guy said he wants like a free housing. I'm like, yo, I could tell you right now. There's places in Alaska you could just go right now. They even give it to you, but you don't want that. You want to live here. You want my stuff like or somebody else's stuff you want the rich people's stuff you want everybody's stuff unlike it is your stuff so i thought that was a fascinating take so i'll definitely link that in the show notes in regards to that that report you read it for yourself and i know you're going to come to your own realization you probably even unfollowed this entire podcast because of that yeah they're against me you know having free housing but i'm like yeah you ain't gonna get in this lifeline but okay (laughs) you go hope and dream join the military if you want free housing oh yeah it's me like it's easy you just join the military they literally train you too they give you all the training in the world they give you all the food it's a and a that's, job that's that, that's why people are not as serious as they think like no no they're not they're not no, no, like, <laughs> the, the military is like mm, we'll take you we'll take you right now but like, nobody's just, going <laughs> like, oh i can't find a job oh you can find a job i don't think you like you just don't you know did you apply for the military because they're always looking they're always looking. And what's going to happen? Speaking of the military, if if they continue these low records of new uh new um I don't know if you want to call them soldiers, new applicants coming in, what's what what's going to be the plan B to get more people? Well, there is always going to be like <laughs> a majority of the military has always been an influx of very poor people. Um, 
as money becomes tighter and tighter around people's necks, they're going to yeah. decide to just join the military on their own because mm-hmm. that's going to be a better opportunity. The The military, especially the army and other places, unlike the Marine Corps, the Marine Corps would not offer this, but the army would offer things like, hey, more uh, benefits as far as um, college stuff, more yeah. money, like sign on bonuses. You'll see that more if they do need more people. And on top of that, the, America itself is becoming progressively more immigrant. To my wife's point, America has always been immigrant, but ultimately is becoming more progressively more immigrant because more people are coming in and they're going to take our, these jobs and positions that other people don't want. Especially so, in the extent where you got immigrants, they could come in, they could join the military, they could yeah. become naturalized citizens. That's mm-hmm. a great opportunity on top of money that they didn't have in their home country. So we still, you know, it's not going to be the best, but we're still going to have, we still have a, a pretty decent means and runway, at least for the next 50 years to get more and more people in, in my opinion. Or they may just change it. You don't have to be American. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like you never had to be specifically American, but you become quote unquote, like you sign in and they do the whole, uh, I think the they, they have your test, they, you raise your right hand, you do all yeah. that stuff. And then you join the military and after you're completing your your entire time is a completely official that you're an American citizen. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's, the process already exists. We're just seeing a lot more Americans become uh, productivity levels going lower, but you're seeing a lot of immigrants and, and children of immigrants, you know, really grabbing hold of the American dream, you know, getting the jobs, getting the opportunities and working those things that other people don't want to work. Just like we saw in Mississippi a couple like this year, or even a couple months ago, their infrastructure fell off. Their their waste management, as far as water and stuff like that, they fell off because people didn't want those jobs anymore. Those blue collar, super blue collar jobs that's in the background that keeps the world running or keeps our world running People don't want to do that work. They want to be cool. They want to be on social media. You can't be a a water treatment person and on IG out here like, hey, look at me, you know, balling and flossing (laughs) out here for the people. I'm getting the car after work, after nine to five. (laughs) I'm doing my thing and I'm grinding. So you're not seeing those type of things. You're seeing pretty much this super aspirational. um, I don't need an education. I could just sell courses online or, or basically do stuff like go and eat or travel and i'm gonna be making all the money in the world yeah where i'm gonna dance on tiktok which is kind of silly yeah it's coming all, that it's whole generation that all those people gonna struggle hard because that attention span of people is not forever so even if you got a, a runway of 10 years uh, after that 10 years when you're no longer relevant huh, what happens then well, we hope that they were following the next max plan and investing. Oh no, they ain't doing none of that. That's a, that's a, they ain't doing no financial literacy. They're just rocking it, you know, having a good time. Is that really where it's where that would be helpful? They're doing that PPP loan, you know, run the plays, just like the oh the BSO sheriffs and Broward. Oh well, I saw the the DJ Envy stuff. I'm talking about like the Broward stuff. You saw that, like I didn't see that. Okay. Oh, the sheriff sheriffs. people. Sheriffs and also yeah. people that uh, prison guards, they yeah. just call them sheriffs as well. And Broward were caught in PPP loans because nearly a hundred or so sheriffs 
apply for PPP loans. Some of them were legitimate, but so far they caught 17 that was illegitimate. So therefore they're basically on trial now and they, they should be, you know, headed to jail or at least to the point where they're not going to get, they're going to lose their jobs, lose their pensions, lose everything. Yep, everything. And what's me more messed up is that some of these PPP loans they took was like 20 grand. Yep. Because it was cheap, you it was easy. About to go to jail for your for twenty grand. Maybe they, maybe they won't go for for twenty. They might just they they definitely get the rest. You know they have to pay restitution. They got to do that, but they're gonna lose their entire yeah, livelihood. You know that's what I'm about to say. You know how much it's gonna cost them essentially. Everything, everything, livelihood, pension is done. So you can't get your pension. You can't return to the same field. Yeah. Yeah. Like in law enforcement field, you ain't doing that. You can't even go to the financial field. You ain't doing that. And you might, some of them are like pushing 40 years old. You, I don't know where you're going to have a job because now every job is going to ask you, hey, are you a convicted felon? Yep. And even if you went to jail or not, like the actual physical prison or not, you're a convicted felon. The, they're going to struggle a lot. They might end up being truckers, but who knows? I think trucking allows a lot of people that are convicted felons to, you know, drive around, I guess. Do, do they have back, background um, screens for trucking? Yeah, some of them you got back. No, they do. They no, they do. But I said there, there's some trucking that generally they'll like, you know they'll they'll give it slides like yeah we understand and they, you at least you find some level of work. You know they'll find some work, but it's definitely gonna significantly impact their lives. Some might even lose their homes in the end of the day, all for twenty k of PPP loans. How embarrassing that was. Cause I think I seen that press conference uh, or at least a link when I looked it up on YouTube, the sheriff or the, I guess the head administrator or everyone, they did the internal investigation of anyone that took out the PP loans. And, it, and if anyone, if, it, if the application wasn't legit to show proof of your side business or whatever business that you have to uh, substantiate the amount of money that you took out, that was actually proof that you needed that to sustain then yeah they were up for investigation and shows like 20 of them <laughs> was faking uh documentation so that that is a federal crime mm -hmm. you don't understand this it's not state crime these are federal crime, crimes yeah. and that's why you'll have a felony so you're losing all your livelihood like lg said for some for twenty thousand dollars for thirty thousand dollars that is gone now that you there's didn't so invest many, there's so many things that they 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 committed at the same time which which, which makes it worse because not just that they committed ppp uh, fraud they also committed wire fraud yeah meaning the moment that they got money from another state to another state that's wire fraud they probably got hit with maybe even two counts of that sucker just on, on on that alone on top of the ppp fraud on top of maybe even tax fraud based off of the way the tax structure is like if you you filed and you basically you know uh, the money in the PPT loan was always a lie, anyways. Then that's tax fraud. Like you're you're in for a, a, a for a penny, but you're gonna be in there for a whole mile, <laughs> like a whole mile. Done. I watch Love at the Lockup and stuff. That is my kryptonite. So don't judge me. I love that show, and the amount <laughs> the amount of desperation that people people have done in terms of their criminal past. Cause you know, they always ask them what you, what you've done, you know, they got 10 years, they had 20 years, um, whatnot, but 
they're so barricaded once they get out to the real world and try to get employment, try to um, get housing. It's it's damn near impossible. And then um, I even learned from the show or just a documentary. I'm not sure. You have to pay for parole. Did you guys know that? Dang. You have oh, to, you there's, know, there's a feed. You have to pay for parole. So some people are on parole for like 20 years. Dang. I, I did hear a story about some other PPP loans. Like prisoners were in prison and they took out PPP loans. Yeah. You know why they took it out? To pay for their own, uh, what's it called? When you get out of jail, um, bond. They bond themselves out with that money. Which is like, like all Oh illegal. my God. There's like I so many illegal that. elements to that. It's crazy. And they caught them for all of that. So whatever time that they were doing, they damn near double it. Yeah. It's just like, you know what? Let me just pile it on. It's like people people out here doing a lot of scammy stuff, and I I don't get it <laughs> because well, I'm you, happy I'm I'm really happy that because it was happening so frequently yeah it was that it was so it was. easy to do and it yeah. was being promoted and shared and people were like you got to get on this money real quick because if you don't get this money then they're not gonna have it. And it, and this is yeah, what you but can, they had legit guidelines on what qualifies. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, people were posting that on YouTube. I remember oh, very Lord. prominent financial, you know, quote unquote literacy gurus on there were talking about how to hey, you got to get your business in, get the documents, and do this, this, this. And to this day, I haven't seen them get caught. But I'm like, I remember specifically, I'm like that that sounded really wrong. What you just said, like the guest that come on, there was a a. Lovely young, you know, older lady. I guess she's more seasoned, but she's an older black woman, and she's just kind of like going in, sharing her. This is what I need to do. This, 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 and she's very prominent. And I'm like, why did she just say something that sounds very just like a fraud? Like this is not. No, you're not supposed to go run the play and just get money because money is available. And I, I'm waiting for them to get caught. To be honest with you. A lot of people need to get caught. I mean, it's all said and done. It's, it's, it's so messed up because I guess the federal government made it easy um, and they didn't like redline a lot of stuff or, or regulate a lot of stuff uh, due to the fact that um, it was trying times for a lot of businesses um, that needed that extra fund because of the pandemic. They so did they redline made... it. People were lying. No, <laughs> no, lying. They, they, it wasn't as tough. As yeah, but they still be. had the guidelines, and no, yeah, they put, but they, no, it was they it was it was a little bit more easier. It was yeah, it, it was, was definitely easier, easier than easier. normal. That, that's that's what I'm saying. It was definitely more easier, but it's unfortunate because the people that really needed um didn't get, get even it. yeah didn't even get it, so they had because to take out loans from elsewhere. To do what you know what they weren't willing to do lie. Yeah, that's why they didn't get it because they had. Yeah, parameters. I can't. I can't put that on the government because the government says, "Hey guys, we're gonna definitely." These do were the this. parameters. Like these are the parameters. Please don't kind of do this. Sign and say that you're not doing this. Uh, yada yada yada. Banks, hey, make sure that they sign and say that they're not doing this. You had banks tellers telling other people how to defraud the government. So there was a lot of issues that didn't have to do with the government and what it was trying to do for people as much was was for people what they were trying to do for themselves. Like Brett Favre multi-millionaire out here taking some ppp loans people are just taking ppp loans because they could and they wanted more money greed 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 and greed i can't blame the government for that that that's 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 the say for itself too and moving forward well, we've been on the hog for a while <laughs> a while and i said when i speak in terms of that figure of speech is saying that we've been spending and balling it up 
that's included scamware that that includes uh in the midst throughout the pandemic a lot of people were spending a lot of money uh, being at home you know and and now we're, we're seeing the ripple effect of that the consequence of those um actions and to my surprise i'm not seeing enough people like i guess i guess they don't have the resources you know it is the federal government but um maybe it's too many people they haven't caught up on no they're catching up they're just it's it's basically they already got you dead to rights so that's another thing you're right that there's not enough um um a lot of people doing the work right and there, it takes them a while to do it but there's no real in exigent um purpose of moving faster where i already have you on all the documentation yeah like i already got you it's just a matter of like you already you should already know and should be preparing your life to understand that hey you might want to start sending some money back and turning yourself in you do us the favor of doing the good work the lord's good work the lord's good work you know, just just do yourself the favor and just come clean. Do yourself a favor. Put, uh, I guess, repay as much of the money back. So hopefully that looks good on your record. But ultimately, like you should know at by this rate, if you took the PPP loan and it was not, you know, uh, um, where it's you know, like uh, on the up and up, you should be completely aware that they're they're gonna come for you, and not today, not tomorrow, but they will come for you. And when they do. They have all the means to go back as long as possible. So it could be, it could even be 10 years from now where they say, you know what? This PPP loan is a little suspect because now you're filing for this um, tax thing that doesn't look right. And that's how they find you for everything. Once you've gone, like if they find you on fraud in your taxes, one thing, they could go back indefinitely. And that's the crazy stuff about taxes. Once they catch you that one time, if they could literally do it, if they want to go back indefinitely and they could just review all your taxes as long as possible to get the, the amount of money that they can. Some people, if they took like two grand, they're, they're probably not priority. The 10, 20 grand is not priority, but the people at the very top, multiple millions. Oh yeah, definitely priority. They already got those people. Millions. So money is being got, and I'm happy that the yes. you know people are you know doing the work to to get our money back. They really create a you know it's like and they took away from a lot of really legitimate businesses that almost didn't have the help like to to the work that Lovely um, does and understanding the thing that she likes to do is to really scale businesses. A lot of businesses that were legitimately operating for multiple years, 10, 20 years, didn't have all the paperwork and didn't know how to even apply for the PPP loan. Yeah, some of them, some of them went out of business. I know a few yeah. that went out of business because they couldn't, because what you have to understand, and you guys have finance backgrounds, that cash flow is super important. So even when you have a successful product or successful service, if you have three, four months of bad cash flow where you can't pay people, you can't produce the product or you can't deliver the service, it will li literally kill your business. And people don't understand that a company can be producing good um, marketing results and getting enough um, products being sold. But if the cash flow is off in terms of like by the time, because you have to have money to produce a product, you have to have the money to pay the people that produce the product and people that's helping you. 
if those numbers get skewed for a few months, you can easily sink a business really quickly. And that's what the cash inflation was supposed to be, was that the, we knew that because of COVID, that there was an economic downturn that took place and people were not buying and purchasing and servicing certain industries as much. What the buy-in was supposed to be for that cash flow was supposed to allow them to cover however long the pandemic was supposed to last at the time they didn't think it was going to be as long as it was and that was supposed to infuse the company so that they can make payroll and also play their um their back invoices which it, as those companies got the money to pay back invoices and pay for their employees that allowed the companies that they owed not to be in negative cash flow or be you know having a lot of accounts in a rise but that's not what was happening and so i think people don't realize like a lot of good solid businesses weren't able to make up for those months and they had to shut down while somebody that didn't even have a business before the pandemic got a million dollars because they lied and forged paperwork so it's definitely coming back uh to get those people so bring them up Bring, bring bring them out, bring them out. Hey, and that's kind of what led us to the whole DJ Envy and not Angela Yee in the Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> so like they out there. So I'm so yeah. no one sued the Breakfast Club yet. Well, that's the thing. They are suing the Breakfast Club. They're suing um iHeartRadio, which is not iHeartRadio. Like, yeah. So mm -hmm. what you do, you you basically keep suing to the person with the deeper pockets, even yeah. if the bigger you don't entity. Win. Yeah. Yeah, if you, if you don't necessarily win, if the make bigger it a entity, like yeah, they 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 pay out, you know, they they just kind of pay pay you out a little bit. Bad even press if you, is not good press. So yeah, if you even know. if you sue for like a, a I guess five hundred million and you just get 20, 20 million, that's not a bad check. That ain't a bad check at all. Like it was like a long shot. So they're really looking into that right now. So yeah, if he should not be, he, he should be reprimanded, DJ Envy. But oh, he what, is. Regardless of what he didn't know or whatever, he still used his platform in order to influence his platform, his popularity in order to influence others to uh, grab hold to whatever the other seizure guy was doing. The pyramid scheme he Caesar was doing, Pena. whatever his name is. Um, I heard he got arrested, too. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like DJ Envy should be reprimanded for that. Um, financially, what I, do I think he should be in prison? I don't know if the evidence lined up that's on them, but I feel like he should be reprimanded. Absolutely. At, at this point, we're, we're we're not giving people enough uh, consequences for their actions. Yeah, things like Invest Fest and what was we're the not other giving one? people enough consequences. Like, oh, girl, uh, what's her name? Who faked the uh, fake the missing person? Yeah, I know what oh, you're talking man. about. The kidnapping yeah. and stuff like that. They got her. Um, yeah, they got her. Yeah, I think she got a year. Or like, oh, that's too tough. Uh, you know 18 what? months. I think she got 18 months. She's not going to serve the, the entire 18 months. But it's, it's like, you know what? Yeah, this should this should show to, to people. Stop doing dumb stuff. <laughs> it's just dumb stuff. That's and just stop doing dumb. like... And, and I was saying in DJ Envy's uh, and a lot of different people, you have to know when what's enough enough. Yeah. I think that's what you have to have running to your head as a script. What is enough enough? By all definitions, um, DJ Envy and a lot of different people are very famous. That's a social marker that cannot be undone. You know, like, so you already have that. There's also, you know, they're, they're already by payment alone throughout a year. He's already a millionaire, 
right? From like, hey, he probably makes, I don't even know how much they make like contract wise. I think they might even make a million dollars um, a pop or even maybe even. even no, probably more. Keep in mind, DJ Envy is yeah. actually a DJ and producer. No, 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 no I'm just saying for, just for that job itself from the breakfast club. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty like, sure yeah, it's like, somewhere like that. Yeah, like yeah. The contract is like probably a million dollar contract or something like that. Not Either probably way. more. <laughs> well, it's what I mean. Like, let's say minimum. He's yeah. already a millionaire, right? So you've been doing this for a couple of years. You're a multimillionaire. So for you know, for him to go into uh, real estate and trying to, I guess, become a mogul millionaire, multi, multi, you know, billionaire type of thing, when is enough enough, right? And I think that's what where people need to understand. When is enough freaking enough? That means I'm not looking when somebody comes to me with a quote unquote opportunity, I'm looking at them sideways because I have enough. Doesn't mean I'm a multimillionaire. Doesn't mean that hey, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't use an extra five hundred bucks. But that quote unquote uh, opportunity doesn't look as regal to me as somebody else because I I have an enough. Um, I have I have a matrix of enough in my life that I'm grateful I'm grateful for. I'm happy for. And I understand in the moment that I'm doing a lot better than a lot of other people are. Like it's it's not it's it's not as important to make the next million. So he jumped into here trying to make more money, get more cars, get more stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, he put himself and his family in 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 the crosshairs all because he wanted more, and he didn't he didn't understand the concept of enough. So yes, he's uh, culpable in a sense of like fermenting an environment where people lost millions because of him. Will he completely get in trouble for that? I don't, you know, it's going to be up to his lawyers. If you got good lawyers and you got, you pay good money, you know, you might get away from it, but it, it could forever. Well, it, I think he already did forever tarnish his brand. And I think that's the biggest piece. My favorite word in every MBA class and everything that I do, which is why I'm also considering maybe taking some time to study some portion of law or public policy is this two words, due diligence. That's what it's going to come down to at this point. Because what he's alluding to is that I did not have knowledge that this was the result of the experience that the people that I was recommending to be partnership with this guy, this was the outcome of the situation. And when you are putting your name on, so here's the thing, if DJ Envy just had a, invited him to breakfast club and he talked about his success and things like that and that's where it ended that would be um not enough he was on seminar tours with him he's recommended people to partner up with him these things but once you start doing that you have to do due diligence where now i'm going to say like hey lawrence you have a consulting program for finance for finance and if i'm going to put my name as a co-partner or now i'm sending people to referral I have to now at least be able to see basic books, results, talk to clients. I need to be able to keep up with that. Even if it's something that I do twice a year with your company as a partnership to know, because what happens is it doesn't matter if the person started on a straight error. If they start doing like sketchy stuff, but you go to the seminar and your name, your popularity is what draw people into it. You are going to now be responsible in some place. And that's why when you do do partnerships, you want to do due diligence. You want to sign paperwork that says from based off what you said, this is what I this is what I'm what I'm recommending. And which is why one of the lines we have in our contracts and consultant is that I do not guarantee results. 
It is literally written in the contract and it says why we cannot, as a consulting firm, guarantee that we're going to grow your business by 10% or 15% or 25% because it's illegal to do that because these things have inherent risks. It's like me telling you, you're going to invest $100 in Apple on the market and I guarantee that you're going to have 15% at the end of the year. Cannot guarantee that. They're guaranteeing 30%. Illegal. <laughs> like guaranteed 30% on your money. On places they've never seen. On God. They hit you with the on God. And then when he when they asked him for money, he was like, yo, 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 hey, 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 hey. I'm going to give you my watch. Uh, like, hold on to my watch. And I guarantee I have your money. I'm like, what kind of street stuff is this? It, and it's something I wanted to say for a while. And maybe it's, it's hard to understand. But this hood to to to, to riches fairy tale is, is ridiculous. I came from the streets. You know, I, I was in jail for, for selling crack cocaine. And somehow I've risen up the ranks into becoming a multimillionaire mogul in the, the city of New York. That's some stuff you see on TV, that, that garbage that you see in uh, in power. Um, I think there's another show that has a cocaine thing to it as well. Um, there's all these things that's trying to tease these people that, hey, if you are from, quote unquote, the streets, somehow you can rags to riches yourself back into success and your life will be better for it. And I think that's part of the, the problem that we have in the culture or for the, for the culture, by the block, by the hood by New Jersey, by by uh, New York, all that, all this attitude, this grandioseness makes no sense to me. And it's all wrapped into the veneer of hip hop culture. It's, like, it's cool, it's street. You know, hey, we're not just buying the block, but I'm buying the block wearing Jordan. See, I'm different from these other people. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. Yes. <sighs> I seen a breakdown of how this uh guy scammed others, and I just kind of believe how willingly people are just giving thousands, thousands of because dollars because they are scammers week. themselves. That's what we got to remember. These people are psychologically they're scammers themselves. Because you're there's a Jiminy Cricket on everybody's shoulders that says, "Hmm, maybe this is a bad idea." But that person silences that Jiminy Cricket because they're like, yo, I, I know that this guy's a little scammy, but if he's making money, I want to make some scammy money too. So I could ball out and then I could just like, I, I could be out from this thing. So they, it's like, there's an internal thing about you that tells you this is wrong. Remember that one time you went Atlanta to the, that MLM scenario and it, at one point you like, you felt weird. Yeah. That like something is off. All, <laughs> we all get that feeling, but there, there's somebody that sat in that room to say, like, you know what? I felt it. But yet, man, I just want to make this money. I don't care. That's all it comes down to. You know what this reminds me of? You, I don't know if you guys see like online, people are doing the veneers without actually like doing the dental health care and like making sure like- Oh, people are doing all that. Yeah, people yeah. are doing all that. And they're like, you're not about to have teeth. Doing that? Yes, people are legit like skipping. Like you see how I have Invisalign, right? I had just to get a rescan because I had missed a couple of weeks while I was in Haiti. So they had to rescan my mouth so that I can get new liners and everything else. And once I'm done with the Invisalign, I'm going to fix the little teeth and um, get the whitening, right? This is a longer process. It's taking 15 months because it's using my teeth. It's also taking scans of my mouth to make sure that structurally my sinus, I could breathe in the way the teeth are being moved. And I'm also getting my tongue tie released. I'm in therapy for 12 weeks just to do that. I'm telling you that the amount of work it takes for you to get like your teeth straightened and doing these things, especially if you have any structural things, 
takes time. People are bypassing those things, literally having people file down their tooth and put veneers. And because they have periodontitis issues, they have dental issues, they have cavities, their mouths are stinky. Can't brush it out because they're not doing the health part. And this is what remi- it just reminded me of that. We want like a, a, a quote unquote Hollywood smile or all this other stuff. And it's just like, you're skipping so much steps of health the reality of the situation is this is not going to be good for you in five to 10 years. And I think that's what we do. We want the the end results and we just don't think about it. We're not thinking about like the steps. It's, it's a, it's the desperation. People want stuff fast and quick. Cause um, if I'm not mistaken, I know somebody, or maybe I see on the shade room a while ago, this woman was uh, giving this, this happened in Atlanta. She's giving, she has a legit business where she's giving out, uh, she's giving people braces and she's not a, no license. <laughs> she has no medical, no medical license on this. The only uh, medical background she has, she worked in a dental office, but you legitly could go to her and get these braces for half the cost. And people see about to be and real funny moving. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you're going to get things where, where she didn't put place on right or, or however you're having issues because she's not a doctor. <laughs> There's a reason for this. But people want things quick. They they see a deal. That's that's the way it is. And not, not understanding the consequences, you know? But on well, that... It's un- <laughs> yeah, with that being said, it's unfortunate. But if you're out here listening and you're feeling a little bit more cash trapped and maybe you know you made a couple financial um, errors in your past it doesn't have to be your future but you don't have to actually incriminate yourself and doing something scammy or potentially land you in jail you could really slow down you know take your time with your personal finances do the work um, that you need to do in order for you to just live a happier life in the end of the day it's not the money it's you it's not the quote-unquote opportunity it's you that needs to change and and it's okay to change and that changes uh way better than doing it in jail so so with that being said you can find me on the internet as a neighborhood finance guys uh guy on ig wherever that is i'm just laughing it off because man dj mv is in trouble for no damn reason and ultimately the brand of the um breakfast club as well and that is not just dj envy it's not just charlemagne it's everybody else that works there and there's a lot of people that have, you know, families to feed. And based off of one person's mistakes, it could cost them everything. Yep. Everything that you built. You can catch me on LinkedIn at Atlanta Ellison. What about you, Lovely? Lovely Mardellis everywhere. Thank you so much for tuning to another episode of the Financial Grio. TFG, we're out. Thank you for listening to the Financial Griot Podcast, powered by the Wealth Builders Collective. 